A list of things that scare me. One, how fast my heart is beating right now. Two, this fucking list and what I have to put down here. Three, the option that is make this choice or wish you did. Four, knowing that soon I have to say goodbye to you. So, you are five episodes in. Are you starting to get my vibe? Are you tasting the flavor? No one said inside my box would be tidy or neat, but it's a pretty fun ride, isn't it? Hi, and welcome to your trauma and healing center. Would you like a pamphlet? Uh, sure. Here you go. Why don't you have a seat in the waiting room while we sanitize and prepare for you? We've curated a very special group of people for today's session. Okay, cool. Is this like a multi-day thing? Take a seat. Okay. Okay, so welcome to the Trauma and Healing Center, blah, blah. I mean, ooh, la, la. Optional treatments. Hi. I wrote this letter to tell you it felt important for me to write this in a letter. You see, I just got back from a pretty realization that, fuck, I have to tell you. And as much as it, me, I know it's better that I've said and that you're better off knowing. Optional treatments, ocean healing, Finding our eternal fathers, the wounded warrior mothers. You're a cycle, not a circuit. Hmm. These sound very woo-woo, but last week, I don't know, for a while, the world's just been... could feel my heart but beating fleeting oh maybe you could see me for me but out from the sea i heard olden call come to me he sang for me told me to be free oh oh if only you knew if only you could see me having someone you won't necessarily expect, like my mother, who had been told the same things, like you're so flirtatious, you're this exotic being, you know, my mom and I both have dread, so it's like, ooh, like these dreaded AFAB persons and their chocolate skin, they're so flirtatious and sexy and exotic, like people just automatically say, well, you guys are naturally like emanating that. For me to come to her and be like, mom, I'm done with sex. 
I don't need sex. I don't want to have sex. Me and sex aren't friends. Like, deleted sex's number. And mom be like, yes, baby. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Like, right. You don't need sex. You don't have to have sex. Do what you want to do. Calmly, too. Made me think, like, okay, does she understand something I didn't understand? Like, how is she so calm about this? You know, she's just like, no, you don't need sex. You don't have to have sex. And she's like, mom, I don't even like it. I'm not into it. And I've had different kinds of sex and I feel like I know I'm not into it. I'm like, okay, you've had your experiences. You don't have to have any more. And you know, you go on that tangent, you're on that high, like, no, I don't need this to that. And then it like hits you like, you're calm. Okay. All right. So maybe it's not a huge secret I'm revealing, but like, that's kind of cool that someone who I thought was so similar to me when I think I'm having this huge revelation of like, no, this doesn't have to be it. To have someone who you can relate to being like, no, you're right. You're 100% right. You don't have to do this. And such a calm tone made me realize that, like, okay, yeah, no, this is the step I'm taking. This is where I need to go. Okay, we're ready for you. For this session, we're going to start you off by opening you up. What exactly does that mean? Come on in. Is this a club? Yes, this is Club Trauma. Some people come here to distract themselves from a traumatic event. This is real, you know, and for me, it's about, it's an intimate conversation and, and that's what, you know, we're having on my podcast. So I'm okay with those sounds because to me, that's the authenticity. Uh, could we turn down the music while they speak? I mean, we could make this a silent club. This is best experience with headphones anyway. I avoid relationships that mimic mine with my father. At least I do now. <laughs> I recognize that it's given me a few abandonment issues. Let's keep exploring. Uh, okay, but I just want to say, I don't really feel like I've suffered a traumatic event recently. I'd challenge that and say, we, especially black folks, are always experiencing traumatic events. So am I here to learn about the trauma I'm experiencing? You're here to learn about trauma and healing. Let's use our good listening ears this time, okay? 
so on a, in a general look of um, generational trauma, um, it's what has been passed down um, in our families um, through lived um, experiences. So how we learned how to survive, um, especially as black bodies, um, generational trauma definitely like shows up in how we navigate um, living in a um, in societies where we were we were and are currently demonized um and um not cared for or valued in the same way as white cis bodies are Mm, yeah that makes a lot of sense so when you think of like being scared um some of the things that might come up was like how your body feels. So you might freeze, um, you might like get like this sudden burst of energy and you can feel that in your body, you know, certain muscles will tighten up. Well, if you're not able to um, resolve that feeling or um, leave from it, um, whether it be emotionally or physically, that, that gets stored in the body. And that's how trauma trauma is kind of created is like it's an uncompleted cycle of um of a situation or a repeated cycle of a of situ um or repeated like repeatedly experiencing the same thing um without um without without resolve and so um touch is so powerful it's so powerful and our bodies are these amazing amazing living breathing things that we are but they're also like this technology that like stores information <laughs> um and so i truly believe that like at least for you know for me i'll speak for me personally like having both therapy in which i can talk about things but also therapy and like where i'm being touched in healthy ways um has allowed me to access different parts of ways I have been harmed and start to love those parts and see those parts. Why don't we step into our ocean healing room and reflect? It's a sensory tank. If you're sensitive to that, please note in the details of the pamphlet how to skip this experience. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, it's almost like... First, inhale. Let the water speak for you. Sometimes you just show up, moon in your eyes, mystery behind your smile, and I watch your brown strands reflect the light off my walls and lose all prior intentions. How nice it was to wear that coat for a little while, to cover up your skin on me. How good it felt, even when you began to rot on top of me. But now, now there is time, time to burn you off of me. Now there is time for a wash clean of you. Let's move on. I was um, just getting... That's okay. We'll be back. We've got more visits to make.
have a seat. You'll remember this friendly human. And then I also had the experience of being a firstborn daughter um, in my family. And I am black and also Jamaican. So in an, uh, a black and Caribbean family to be the firstborn daughter just means that certain things are expected of you. And I was a caretaker. I was the second in command. I was um, a second mom, a babysitter, a tutor, um, all the things that my parents really needed me to be in order for them to you know, do the things that they needed. And you, goddess? For me personally, generational trauma, it shows up in my own anti-Blackness um, and the idea, again, of going back to respectability, of having to look nice and to have like a very nuclear family, um, to be very like God-fearing in order to fit into society um, and be accepted. Also in um, queer phobia, that was also passed down in my family. Um, but um, they're Sangoma um, and they once told me, I was sharing a dream with them, and they once told me that if it was, if it's within me, it was within my ancestors, um, is important for me. Um, including my own grandmother who was queer and we, um, my family didn't talk about it until I was 18. Wow. So an example of generational trauma is like reliving the trauma of our ancestors in contemporary ways. That's one way to put it. Next, we're going to sit down with your mother. My mother? Yes, your mother. Why? Because you're more important than I am. No way. Yeah, you are. No way. Are they gonna know my name? Do you want them to? Is it important that they know my name? Every, it's always important that everyone knows your name. Oh. <laughs> Do you want me to say it now? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, my name is Betty Lawrence, and I am Janelle Lawrence's mother. Yay! Yeah, you are. Um, okay, Mama, tell me something, tell me a story from your childhood that you feel like really shaped who you are today. And I know there could be so many. I think the um, one that I think about most is when I was growing up, I played a lot by myself. So I'm still, as an adult, I stay by myself. <laughs> is that what you... That counts. I played a lot by myself when I was a child. Yeah, I played. I grew up with my with my grandparents, so all my cousins they always said that I was a tattletale, so they didn't want to play with me. So I played in the mud and under the pecan tree by myself. Ah, is that why you love pecans so much? Yeah, that's why I love pecans so much. Did you actually like playing by yourself, or did you just do it because? Um, I did it because. Hmm. They didn't. Nobody, you know. Everybody thought I would go tell my grandparents on them if I if they did something. Were there any times in your childhood that you like had friends or had like a close friend? Um, it depends on which childhood. I had a couple of childhoods. Right. What does that even like? What does that mean? What does it mean to have a couple of childhoods? 
because I was raised by my grandparents and then my grandparents, my mother got me when I was eight and then I grew up with my brothers and sisters, which were already, you know, they were already, they'd already were living with my mother, so it was a different way of living. So when I grew up with my grandparents, it was like on the farm, you know, you had to do things, you had chores, and you walk to school. We are shadows of each other, you know? Almost too rationally sane to notice. We hold our heads at similar heights, and our hearts on the same titanium pattern sleeve. We are so familiar, you see? That's why I know. That's actually how I know. You see? Because you told me with your body language. We're going to play this message for you, too. So, yeah, generational trauma um, affects all of us, even white-bodied folks, but it looks differently from generation to generation, how it, um, like the symptoms of it, um, how it shows up. Is there anything you can say about your process of healing? Like, you don't have to talk about your trauma, but like, what has healing been like, especially as an adult and having like me, this like very emotional being as your child? Mm. I think you you always installing me that I'm supposed to go talk to somebody, but I I don't you know I don't talk to people about my my healing. I just deal with it on my own. What does dealing with it look like? Dealing with it is like you just continue on. You just just keep it keep it moving. Mm. I want, I think the reason, like, I've watched you just deal with things and, like, keep it moving, and I have not really ever watched you, like, have a setback or, I mean, maybe not as an adult, but, like, as a child or, or even, like, as a teenager, I had not really watched you, like, struggle. You struggled, but I, that doesn't mean you didn't, but I didn't really watch you struggle. And so I think a bit of me grew up thinking... And you're my hero regardless, you know, <laughs> like you're my hero because you like game changer in the world. Um, but I grew up thinking you were this like, like superhuman because I didn't see you like struggle. I When bad things happened, I never really saw you have to process them and then move on. You just were like, all right, we're dealing with it. And I am grateful because I got that from you. But I think the thing that I didn't know that I learned the hard way <laughs> was that like you were doing a lot of internal like um, suppressing and like management um, that I didn't see. And so when it came down to me having to like deal with stuff last minute or like that was big, I was like, well, I've never, I don't know anyone else who's like felt so pained by stuff or so who has felt like things are hard or difficult or struggled um, because I've just seen people look so strong my whole life. 
Was that a question? No, I was just telling you something. Oh. <laughs> Thought I missed something. No, I just wanted you to know. Yeah, I think the good thing was that my grandparents raised me first because I saw a different, I saw a different strength in them that I saw in my mother. I belittle the grand scope of my emotions on a daily basis. Not to satisfy this peculiar image of having my shit together, because I don't, but because there really isn't language to support or explain the capacity of my singular emotions, yet alone my duplicity. So, I simplify with words like, fine, all right, good. Can we have some more ocean healing? Yes, let's reflect on today's session. I've denounced screaming. I refuse to ever speak louder than the most cautious of burglars. Because, yes, I am after your soul. So I'll whisper to you secrets left on pillows and moonbeams. Treasures kept in small moments on our screens. I've figured out the problems and, though unsure how to solve them, I'm determined you know more. You lack in words what I demand in actions. But still, I'll let you stay for the secrets, the whispers and notes, the pillows, the blankets, the kisses, and the What's becoming extremely endearing is having to own up to my own shit. All of my shit. I wish people saw more of the down, more of the parts of my life that really fucking suck. But, outer perspectively, how fucking privileged of me to want to show off my pain. Even though I only want to do it to humanize myself. Maybe I'm not feeling human. But is the labor of validating my speciesness, my humanhood, is that a crime to ask? Should I be stronger? Why don't you reflect on this experience with me? Yeah, I'm feeling like a two billion piece puzzle that just had a really good chunk of a corner come together. Continue. Well, 
I've definitely learned about some trauma I've been carrying that comes through my mom and maybe her mom. I learned to take a deep breath, roll my shoulders back, and unclench my jaw. Healing is an active verb and a long-term committed relationship. I've learned. That's it for today's session. Really? I was just getting... We'll see you next week. So happy to have you inside my box. This has been episode five of Inside My Box with songs, poems, and music by me, Janelle Lawrence, featuring interviews by Deneen, Goddess, Alex, Riley Sullivan, and my mom. Thank you so much for participating in What's Inside Your Box. I've enjoyed your voicemails so much, I'm going to leave that open. Over the next few weeks, I'll gather the current voicemails and add them to a bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support Inside My Box, you can do so on Anchor at the link in the details. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share Inside My Box on your favorite platforms. Have a great week.